Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. I'm so excited to have you for our first episode of the Wonders of Motherhood series. Today we have with us my college friends, the Circle Moms, my sister friends, digging into the topic of bounce back. Many of you new moms think about bouncing back to your old body or bouncing back to the freedoms you had before motherhood. But today we will explore what does the evolution look like for you in the motherhood journey? Don't miss this episode. We'll talk about corn dogs. We'll talk about listening to our mothers and learning how to advocate for ourselves as moms both at home and at work. Stay tuned. Don't miss it. First episode of the Wonders of Motherhood series. Welcome to the Wonder Podcast. I am so excited because today we are discussing the wonders of motherhood and the myth of the bounce back. Is it real? Is it not real? And is it still relevant today? I am here with my college sister friends. We have had a long time friendship from background dances for Beyonce, chasing little humans. And so let me go around and share. I am Lori Spicer Robertson, founder and CEO of Wonder, a digital media and in the flesh platform to reconnect mothers and women to their joy. Today, I have my friends here, and we will start with Shantae. Tell us about your world, Shantae. Hi, I'm Shantae Swain, and I am a behavioral specialist. I work in education, mm -hmm. and I have three tiny humans. Um, they are 11, 5, and 4, and um, they are Ariana, Audrey, and Adrian, and I'm married to Jason. Nice, alliteration, okay. Candace, tell us all about your world. I'm Candace Durham Harrell, a working mother of two beautiful baby boys, um, raising them with my husband, Henri. My sons are Elliston, who's six, and Ian is four. I work as a manager for a major consulting firm. Thank you. Erica, Erica, tell us about your world. Hi, I'm Erica Matlock-Conley. I recently transitioned to corporate America um, about a year ago, and I work in diversity and inclusion and also help oversee our charitable giving. Mm -hmm. um, I have three little humans, Daniel, who is nine, Dylan, who is seven, and the baby girl, Evie, who's two oh. years old. Um, and I am married to Damon, my high school sweetheart. So we are holding down the fort over here. Love it, love it. Last but of course not least, Miss Angela, tell us all about your world. I am Angela White. I have two tiny humans, Lillian, who is seven, and Lauren, who is four. I am what I call a recovering attorney, but I now work in employee relations for a um, national healthcare company, um, and I am here in Houston, Texas. Yay! Thank you, ladies, for joining. Really excited to dig into this bounce back. Uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about what does bounce back mean to us? About bouncing back. So when you have your first child, the first thing you think about after you've had him or her is that you want to bounce back. You spend that first year saying, oh, if I could just get my old body back, oh, if I could just do the things that I used to do. And then you evolve. And so, Candace, tell us about when you had your first child, what did the bounce back mean to you? Why was it so important 
Mm -hmm. And how do you define that? Yeah, so I'm thinking about, Lori, how you were just saying, you know, you have your baby, and then you think about bounce back. And I really think, if I'm recalling correctly, right, like bounce back came into my my understanding, thinking, even before I had Ellison. Mm -hmm. Like, in the whole preparing to have him and then planning for what life would be like after having him, bounce back was always there, right? Like, oh, Oh, you have your baby and, and you'll like, you know, lose your weight. Um, mm -hmm. Make sure you like breastfeed. Make sure you put on that hospital wraparound, whatever that thing's called. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> that, that, <thing laughs> that you can like lose weight. So that was always in my mind, even before I had him. Mm -hmm. I think there's this concept of bouncing back and that the media kind of like puts out, right, where it's constantly like, put in your face that even after you have a baby, you need to go back to everything as usual, right? Like your body, whatever that was before, yeah. go back to that. Your social life, whatever that was before, go back to that. Your work life, whatever that was before, you're just gonna jump right back into those mm -hmm. things. And so baby number one, that's what you're thinking and expecting yeah. have happened so that you can maintain I guess um, this thought or acceptance, right? Whatever the culture has defined mm -hmm. as being acceptable, being a mom. So people often say that, you know, if you do have your first child and you do what they call the bounce back, meaning you revert back to your original size or a smaller size, Sometimes they give you the backhanded compliment of, ooh, you have bounced back. Look at you, girl. You look great. Erica, tell us how you handle that comment because when you first hear it, it sounds like a compliment. You're like, ooh, I look good. Thank you for that compliment. I appreciate that. But I think as you evolve in motherhood, you think back to that and you're like, was that really a compliment? Absolutely. I mean, you know, even if we may not want to admit it, but we're looking for that validation when we first have a child or when you just evolve and go to, into different phases of life. Yeah. So it does, it feels good initially, but then when you reflect, it's really perpetuating a culture, right? Mm -hmm. um, because what happens when you're on child two or three and you don't hear those words, oh, you bounce back. Or if you're the mom, you know, you have a coworker who's co constantly being complimented about her bounce back and you just had a baby two weeks before her or even two years before her and no one is saying that to you. So what it does is it perpetuates this culture that we need to go back to something. Mm -hmm. And that's not the reality. We can't go back to who we were before. Right. And that should not be the expectation. So as Candace mentioned, you know, people want you to go back to how you work, how you function, mm -hmm. um, you know, what you look like, what you what you're available for. You know, people make the comment, oh, my goodness, I haven't seen you in forever. Well, yes, I've mm -hmm. been at home with a newborn. Right. You know, I, I, I can't I can't be out all the time. I can't you know, participate in everything. That's part right. of motherhood. Parenthood is looking at what's important, reprioritizing. And my waistline may not be the most important. I may not be genetically uh, disposition to have that immediate bounce back. Mm -hmm. I may not have had the healthiest habits before to have that bounce back. Yeah. So we have to make sure we're not perpetuating a culture where there's the expectation. Yeah. So I'm going to include the others here on the Wonder Podcast because what we talk about are the realities and the wonders of motherhood. 
And so Shantae, tell us about the waist trainer because I remember having child number one and how we all talked about these waist trainers so we could snap <laughs> back and get ourselves back together. Tell us about child number one for you or just your experience with trying to get the bounce back. So for me, um, with child number one, I had my first child at 25. Mm -hmm. um, I You'll learn that I'm not the traditional one of our circle. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm perfectly okay with my skin now. <laughs> but um, with the first child, I was told to wear a belly binder. Get mm -hmm. your belly binded. You need to uh, make sure you wear it immediately after you have the baby. So mm -hmm. your stomach goes down immediately because if you don't, you're going to have that mom pouch and and honestly, with my first child, because I was 25, yeah, I had no issues. Right. I was a week out, I'm, I'm like, I'm not wearing this belly binder. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> then I kind of was like, well, let me put it back on, you know. And then, <laughs> but um, with child two and three, for me, um, that's when it really was something that I paid attention to. Mm -hmm. My um, my last two children were 13 months apart, and it was really important for me to have that bounce back mm -hmm. right and um, now I, I don't I don't want to set it up as I achieved it because I still am on a I'm a work in progress and right. there are days where I will invest and want to invest in the most expensive you know fall into the magazine yeah. stereotypical mother <laughs> I'm gonna lose this weight let me buy this uh, this waist trainer and some of them work some of them don't um, they have their negative negative side effects. I mean, you can mess your back up wearing a waist trainer. We've, we've seen the horror stories of people messing up their organs. Yeah. So everything is a little, you know, you have to be responsible with it and do what feels comfortable for you at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Because it's not all about that. And um, and there's, there's just a lot out there. There's a lot of misconceptions and lies out there about it all. So you've got, you got to take some of the good with the bad. Yes. So I think we all have gotten uh, great advice and not so great advice about bouncing back and the realities or the fallacy of the bounce back. But Angela, just tell us a little about what bounce back meant for you. Uh, what were your thoughts in the beginning of bouncing back? Um, I think for me, it was a little bit different because my first was premature. She was, mm -hmm. you know, still in the hospital and I didn't get very big because she was premature. And so I got a lot of the comments of, oh, you know, you didn't gain that much weight or you're really small. But I also got the comments about, oh, your baby's so small. So I think, you know, just people aren't really as cognizant of the comments that they make to people that, you know, everybody's situation is going to be different. And mm -hmm. so some people, you know, yeah, they may not have gained a lot of weight in that pregnancy, but mm -hmm. it may have been due to some complications with that pregnancy. Right. And so we just need to give people grace and just give them the opportunity to have their own journey mm -hmm. um, coming out of their whole postpartum experience. Yeah. All right, ladies, thank you. On the Wonder Podcast, giving you the real tea about motherhood and this journey of unexpected things. And is bounce back real or is it a myth? Welcome back to the Wonders of Motherhood. I'm so excited to have my sister friends here. 
We have been longtime friends from college. Uh, we were background dancers for Beyonce. That's another statement. Now we are mothers <laughs> to multiple children. <laughs> and we are talking about the bounce back. So let's let's dig into it more. I think we talked about our experiences of the bounce back. Um, but now let's break it down into, is the bounce back real? Is it a myth or is it a fallacy? Angela, tell us your thoughts. So I think it is a myth. It does not really exist. Um, We talk about the bounce back. And I know you and I had this conversation and I was like, even the words bounce back, you think about Mm -hmm. it, you know, you think about the Bible. We think about Lot's wife. Mm -hmm. She looked back and we see what happened to her. She turned into stone. You know, the word tells us that, you know, we need to look forward. We need to press forward towards the mark. Um, I was just so happened to be working out this morning. I was watching Becoming. Good job. Forever first lady, Michelle Obama. And somebody asked her, how did she get back on track after being the first lady? And how did she get back to her normal life? And she said, I don't think you ever get back on track. She said, Mm -hmm. you create a new track. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing with motherhood. You create a new track. It's like, for some reason with us as moms, people expect us to do the same thing, right? And I think about my second grader, she's learning about science. You know, they learn about butterflies and everything. Nobody expects a caterpillar a caterpillar to still look like an egg or nobody's telling a, 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 a butterfly, why you don't still look like a caterpillar? Like, but we expect that with us, it's like we expect women to still look like this other stage of life when we're at a totally different stage of life Um, and we try to you know aspire to that when in reality we're constantly growing we're constantly changing our lives change and our mindsets change i don't want to be doing the same things i was doing when i was 19. thank god y'all remember spring break when we went to jamaica (laughs) we're not going to talk about that So I'm glad that I am not doing those same things. You know what? Don't ever tell Lillian and Lauren about those things. So, you know, we evolve and thank God for that. So I think that, you know, you know, getting, you know, your snap back and all of that stuff. Like, of course, you want to be healthy, of course, you know, but I think to try to attain this you know, if I get to this perfect state where I used to be, there was never a perfect state. When we look back at the good old days, we realize they weren't always that good. That's what I think. So, yeah, that's good. So I think people, um, they break the bounce back down into segments, right? You can look at the bounce back. Most people think about it in physical terms. Like I need my body the way it was before I had children, because clearly I thought I was the bomb. I was fine. I was around here struggling and doing everything and I need that back. And so you don't often think about bounce back in terms of your relationships, your sex life, keeping that pocketbook maintenance in check, um, your freedom and your mind. And so Shante, tell us about your thoughts of bounce back. Are there areas of your life where you do want to bounce back? Or as Angela said, are we trying to bounce forward? Right. What are the things that we want to do now? I think there are areas that you do definitely want to bounce back because you think about your relationship in in terms of your marriage or your situationship. Mm-hmm. And you know, if if this is your first child, it was just the two of you. But now, um, and for where I saw the major shift in our life, just because we had our child before we got married, mm-hmm. um, and then with the second child, there was no time. 
There was no time for us. It was easier with the first. That we're in, and then with the third, it's like, well, who are you? Hello, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so you you are you have to really be intentional about spending time with your spouse. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where we are. I don't think um, mentally anyone discusses how having children and balancing multiple lives now mm-hmm. is going to affect your life. That And personally, I think you set yourself up for failure for mm-hmm. thinking that you're going to go back to where you you were before becoming a mother. It's, it's complete and utter failure to believe that your career is not going to change. Yeah. Your expectations of really your friendships mm-hmm. are going to change too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that that's deep. I remember when we first, just to be honest, when mm-hmm. I was the first mom of the group and yeah. then there were two. Mm-hmm. And then we would talk about mommy things with our friends that didn't have children. And then all of a sudden we had circle moms because right. we were like, we don't want to hear about all of this stuff. <laughs> Everything in your life is going to change and it it is a new normal a new path i like that analogy i really need to um watch yes. it well but there it's a new path and i think that we do set um ourselves up mentally as a society to mm-hmm. think that you should bounce back in all areas of life i think that it's it is complete myth right so we want to set ourselves up um for growth and evolution, I think, as women and mothers. That's what we talk about on the Wonder Podcast. That's what we are exploring today, I think, on the Wonders of Motherhood. And so both of you raise real things about how we're moving forward in life. So Candice, share a little bit about your experience of, you know, now creating a new path. We'll take Michelle Obama. Thank you, Lady Michelle. Um, (laughs) Of creating a new path in your season of motherhood today, because I think our expectations with child number one or early stages of motherhood are this fall are the things around this fallacy of I can go back to who I used to be. But once you think about it, do you really want to be that person? So Candace, tell us your thoughts. Yeah, I think you you get to after baby number one and baby number two is on the horizon, you kind of reflect back on that experience with the first child. And you know, something kind of like resonates, right? within you, resonate within me that I want this experience to be a little different. Um, I don't want to put those same expectations on myself. And you start to kind of like tune out some of the kind of outside noise, expectations of what you should be. For me, it was really kind of looking at, okay, so now it's going to be two babies in the house. I've really got to get it together, right? Like I was able to manage my household, right, with my husband and have a partnership. So I had to reevaluate like what work needed to look like for me, right? No, I'm not going to be at work till seven o'clock at night because I have two small children that I need to get home to and get dinner and baths and whatnot, right? Um, and set that boundary or set boundaries, you know, with friends or, or, or social acquaintances, right? Like I can't do the happy hour <laughs> to right. do because I have, you know, my family that I'm taking care of. And so making that shift for me was very intentional. Setting boundaries was really intentional. And then just taking the nuggets of wisdom from different places, right? Like you have your mom, mother-in-law, aunts, cousins, friends, and create your own new reality, right? Create your own new path, right? and you can build it yourself. It doesn't have to be 
a copy and paste from somebody else, but you create your own, right? right. You create what works for me and my situation and my family and my children. Yeah, I like that. So boundaries, I think that is a critical piece of realizing that the bounce back is not real because the expectation mm -hmm. when people reference the bounce back, I remember with child number one, people were like, you're off the scene. Like we don't see you anywhere. You haven't come to anything. And in the beginning, you're like, oh, my God, I feel bad. But I think as you start to move through motherhood, you're like, and you won't see me at any of you No longer matter to me. I am now a mother. And not that you forget who you are, but I think your interests change and your time changes. And so you have to create these intentional boundaries. And so, Erica, tell us your thoughts, because you mentioned that, that people will say to you as part of your bounce back is, you're not coming out anymore. And so how do you manage what that looks like today um, with three awesome children? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, with the first child, there is much easier to integrate them into your existing life. You know, mm -hmm. you take them to like the most random yeah. places. You know, I remember we took Daniel to like a fine dining restaurant. Right? <laughs> yep. And they're like, why do we do this? And that's not something you would ever imagine doing with like two or three children. Or you take them to like adult birthday parties because, hey, it's one. Right. But you radically have to shift when you have multiple children. Um, and, you know, I am blessed to, you know, live in a multi-generational household. Um, mm -hmm. So I have my mother here who encourages us to spend time together alone. Um, yeah. She will watch the children yeah. as well. Um, and I mean, like to I think it's just communication. It's communication with everyone who's a part of your village, mm -hmm. because there's also the extra pressure of parenting with an audience. Right. Where I'm just yes. like, oh, my goodness, what is my mom going to think about the way I'm handling X, Y, Z? But we've been able to communicate early and often about, you know, kind of our thoughts about parenting. Um, you know, I am blessed and I have any traumas that I have to recover from from my childhood. So I don't think the way I'm raising my children is radically different mm -hmm. from my household. But we do have some differences. But we've been able to communicate about that, you know, kind of set those boundaries and show that mutual respect for each other where she doesn't put pressure on me. I don't feel pressure from the outside world to be who I was before yeah. and I can really grow forward and instead have those voices as encouragement versus as something that are distractor detractors or something that I have to like reprogram myself from. Yeah. So I think that is definitely a, a good thing. You just gave me an image. I feel like at some point, on our wonders of motherhood, we'll have to pull our mothers in and talk about yes. mothering of then and now. Oh, um, oh that would be fun. <laughs> that would be, a, that would be nice. A mess. A mess. Yeah. Kathy will be ready. Okay. It will be. That's what you can look forward to on the Wonder Podcast. Learning yeah. the wonders of motherhood uh, from bounce back to boundaries. Stay tuned as we close out and share more with you about what does it look like after you move past the bounce back and trying to figure out what's your new glow up uh, in your phase of motherhood. Stay tuned. All right. Thank you, ladies. And welcome back to our Wonder Podcast with our sister friends, Circle Moms on Wonders of Motherhood. We have journeyed through the myth of the bounce back. We've talked about you know, do we still want to bounce back our evolution in motherhood? 
and really creating boundaries of reality for ourselves. So I think as we move into this final piece or segment, let's think about what does it look like for us? Uh, we all have multiple children. We have moved beyond child number one and managing what that looks like and trying or attempting to manage multiple children in our households now. And so do we even use the term bounce back? Does that thought come to mind anymore? And if so, what does that mean for you? Um, and if not, what's the new path forward that you're looking for? I will share that for me, I don't use the term, I hadn't even thought about the term bounce back. I think beyond child number one, because one of the things that you learn with your second child is that your body evolves, right? You may have been able to, um, especially if you are a younger mom, really early in your 20s and even early in your 30s, get back to a physical state that you were before childhood. I think with the second child, your body evolves and says, try again. This is, I need a little more effort. <laughs> your body magic is not going to be enough <laughs> try uh, change your diets. And so as our bodies evolve, I think our mind has also evolved to say, I don't want to be that person. I look great at this age as a mother, as who I am. Can I, can I stand to lose a few pounds? Sure. But I won't spend all my time focusing on that because I love the person I am. So I will ask Shantae, tell us, what does bounce back mean to you today? Do you even use it or think about it? And then what's your new path forward? So when I think about the the word bounce back or what it means to the general population, um, it did mean something to me. When I was 25, it, it really made me self-conscious. I wanted to bounce back in all areas of my life. I wanted to bounce back with my career. I, I went straight back into corporate America and between kid one and two, it completely changed my life. I took a break. I actually um, stayed at home for a little while with my, between kid one and two and um, went into education. And I was looking for something that was going to be more mom friendly for me. And um, and that's where, where I was pulled in that direction. And so um, it, it definitely is irrelevant. Bouncing back to me is not something that I think about when in terms of motherhood anymore. Um, I do want to be physically fit and look great. Like I'm trying to be 40 and fine when you know it comes to outcomes. But um I definitely not thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I would agree. Um and you brought up a really good point. I think you know part of the bounce back is early on you don't think about changes or the evolution of your career. And I think Candace you touched on this a little bit about you couldn't work until seven o'clock p.m. anymore, you had to really think about with two kids at home, what does it now look like for me? What's my new way forward? And so you even think about bounce back and what's your new path look like? Yeah, I'm with Shantae, I don't think about. <laughs> there, there is no concept of bounce back for me, uh, for where I am in this season of life. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm just focused on so many other things, right? focused on the health and well-being of my family, right? The health and well-being of my children, the health and well-being of my husband and of myself. And so redefining it, for me, what it looked like was figuring out how I can create some efficiencies mm -hmm. 
how my life operates, um, optimize time and my effort, right? And so for me, I had to get to a point where I accepted, yes, I need help around my house. So I'm going to hire um, and outsource some of these things. And I shouldn't have to feel like I have to do it all to be validated as a mom or as a woman. So hiring someone to help clean my house, yep, gonna do that. (laughs) You know, take care of my children, get them to from school, yep, yep, gonna do that. Um, You know, hire somebody to help with some meals around here, cook some meals and freeze them. (laughs) Sounds good. Doing that too, right? Um, And that's where I am. And I love that I evolved to that place to be willing to understand that I need support. I have to have support in order to make it work. Um, And what that support looks like for everybody may be different. Mm -hmm. You know, those were the pieces I needed to pull in, right? To make sure that today where I am, I'm happy, I'm whole, my family is happy and whole. That's good. So thank you all for tuning in to this Wonder Podcast as we explore the wonders of motherhood. I think what you just shared with us, Candice, gets us to realize that the bounce back is almost like holding on to the superwoman cape. It's the idea that I need to do and be all these things that really aren't who I'm meant to be after I've had child one, two, and or three, or even more, um, if that's if that's the vision for the rest of you all. Um, and so what does that look like? I think you raised a good point about hiring the help that you need, getting assistance, being okay with asking for help. Uh, I'm going to ask Erica, who I think is our resident master of help tips, <laughs> tricks, efficiencies, <laughs> apps, <laughs> all the things to help motherhood. <laughs> you even think about bounce back. Does it mean anything for you, Erica? And what's your new path forward? Uh, well, no. As <laughs> the other lady just said, that means nothing to me now. I think the biggest lesson for me is that I've really learned how to advocate for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is in the workplace. And that's also at home. And so I can remember after having my first child and it was a lady who um, told my manager after I had come back to work after six weeks, which is the earliest I've ever returned with any of my children. And she said, I just don't think Erica's all here. Every time I walk by her office, she's on the phone. I think she must be checking on the baby. Like that's something abnormal. Like Mm -hmm. I just left my six week old baby at home. I should be checking on my child. Right. And I just know that was a huge, and I remember feeling like I had to apologize for that. Yeah. And that is the first and last time that I have felt that way. Mm-hmm. I've learned to advocate for myself. I need to be off this amount of time. And then when I come back, I may need to only come in the office a few days a week. I may need to, you know, work a, a different type of schedule. Right. And that had to roll over into my household as well. I yeah. remember telling my husband, I was like, I just cannot <clears throat> fathom how I can do all of these things in the house and work and take care of the children. I just can't. And I'm sorry. I don't know what we got to figure out. What we have to reshift, reorg. Right. I cannot do it. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, so you really have to become an advocate for yourself and don't feel like mm-hmm. you have to apologize that you can't do it all mm-hmm. where you can pull in other people, pull in other resources. Y'all know I am like a researcher. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a way that I can do something with less effort and less time, 
I'm going to try my best to do it. Yeah. Yes. I think we all have learned that lesson now. And it takes you a while to get there, right? You don't always think about asking for help. I think you want to be the person who can do it all, especially if you were raised in a household where your grandmother or your mother did it all. You're like, Lord, what happened to me? Did I not get that same spirit in Jimmy? It's like, I'm broken. Y'all broke me. Where's my past now? Give me a lifeline. You know what's funny about that, Lori, is that I remember before I even had kids, when I was a practicing attorney working too many crazy hours and I wanted to hire somebody to clean my house. And I was afraid, and I didn't have a house then. I was a single person in a one bedroom apartment. And I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. And I wanted to hire somebody and I was afraid to tell my mom. Yeah. And my grandmother cleaned houses, you know, for a living. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't tell these people this. Like my grandmother grew up, you know, my whole life, they've done all these things. They are going to say, what is wrong with you? You know, you can do this. You know, you were raised for this. And I remember telling my mom and my grandma, and they were like, girl, don't be a fool. Don't be like us. Don't do everything for yourself like we did. Like we wish we would have had the good sense to hire somebody. Like you better get somebody in there to clean that stuff. And I was like, and it was like a sigh of relief. It was exactly what I needed to feel like, oh my gosh, you know what? You're right. And I remember the first time I hired um, like um, additional help, like to transport my kids, I cried about it. Like we had talked about it for so long and I was just like, I don't want somebody doing that. I don't want, and I cried and cried and cried about it. And I was like, I just don't want to. And then I finally, you know, gave in and was like, Okay, we're gonna do it. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. I would be so happy on those days. I'd be like, oh no, you know, Miss Lindsay getting the kids today. So <laughs> these are great days. Like Miss Lindsay has the kids, so I'm good. And so to answer the question, bounce back is a non-factor in my life. I do not think about it on the day-to-day. -day. I think about what I want my life to look like now, not what it used to look like. I think about what choices do I need to make for me and my children um for us to have the life that i want us to have i think about our plans for the future and what i need to do to make that happen um and i also try to cut myself some slack because i recognize my mom told me before that you know you're so stressed sometimes because you've never fed your child a corn dog which i never had and she was like it ain't gonna kill them in one night for dinner they eat a corn dog and some you know, corn, you know, some frozen. She's like, you better pop a steamable, you know, broccoli in that microwave and feed them kids. And I was like, you know what? You are right. I, she was like, you're trying to cook full meals. I'm like, yes, yeah. I am. I'm in here chopping up everything. You know, I got to be. No, no. And I found too, with four and seven, sometimes you ask them what they want. You in there chopping up everything. I'm like, oh, you want some shrimp pasta? You want all this? They like hot dogs. You want hot dogs. <laughs> Baby, you want hot dogs. Guess what? You're going to get a hot dog. Got it. <laughs> you want a gourmet bun? Baby, here go your bun. Okay. So, uh, no, there's no bounce back in the White household. That's funny. Ladies, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Wonder Podcast, listening to our sister friends talking about the wonders of motherhood. We have moved beyond the bounce back to creating boundaries in our life. Uh, I think the advice we have for moms, new moms, veteran moms is that give yourself grace, uh, design life for yourself, 
create boundaries, be sure to look for your own optimization and efficiencies, uh, advocate for yourself both at home and at work. And if you need to give your kids a corn dog while you're trying to make gourmet meals, <laughs> give them the corn dog. Thank you yeah. for tuning in to the Wonder <laughs> Podcast and listening to Wonders of Motherhood. We can't wait to hear you again or be with you again. Thanks. Thank you.